episode of totally unbiased sports with josh and kellen we've got episode 59 for you this week it's the teams that get screwed by the ref bowl um happened last night it happens to be our two favorite teams um <laughs> and i will go on record you don't have to believe me but this was the song i was gonna play no matter what the outcome of this game was i was gonna play this song you don't have to believe me but i, I do i actually do because uh, it, you could have played m- like a much more significant Steelers song. Like yeah. there's there's like a million out there. So yes, I could. I, 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 I do believe you on that one. But yeah, it's wow. Episode fifty nine, the Jack Ham episode. Um, Kellen, who's your linebacker that you hate? Uh, Danny Trevathan. That guy stinks. He stinks on ice. He changed his number actually to like nine or something like that. But he was fifty nine for a while. So. Uh, yeah, Stanley Trevathan. I can't stand that guy, though. No, I love that for you. Um, So for those of you who don't know, the most important football game in the last, like, three years happened last night. Three. And we are, we're recording on Tuesday um, due to unforeseen circumstances. We, we couldn't record directly after the game. Now, what happened in this game was just a complete and utter shit pumping by the Pittsburgh Steelers of the Chicago bears for a quarter and a half. And then some of the most bizarre football we've ever seen in the world. Now I could be, I could be that Steelers fan. That's like, Oh, I don't think the Steelers deserve to win this game. The refs completely screwed it. The NFL is fixed. I could be that Steelers fan right now. I could completely be that Steelers fan. Am I going to be that Steelers fan? No, I'm not going to be that Steelers. The Steelers, at the end of the day, the Steelers are just the better football team. Shut <laughs> up. Deserved to win the game. Yeah, there were bad calls, but I believe the bad calls went both ways. I'll say. What? I'll, what? what? I will agree what? with you that there were bad calls. Both ways. <laughs> I'll agree with you that there were bad I was, calls. I was I, honestly, <laughs> wait, before, before you go on, I was honestly going to be like, you know what? Josh can go, and then I can go. We could both give our perspectives on the game. No. I was texting you, you know, we've been texting throughout, and it was just like, yeah, he's being reasonable over text message. I'm sure, you know, I could just let him go, and then I could talk, but I had to interrupt. I had to intervene right there. I would love to continue. You go. We're on the, we're in the first, (laughs) give me your thoughts. I'm up to the, it's a shit pumping. We're in the second quarter of the football game. What, What are your thoughts right now? Because I'm pretty fired up. I'm ecstatic. Yeah, Bears started off the game slow, and honestly, you know, the Steelers, it was a slow start to the game offensively for really both teams, it felt like. Uh, Steelers definitely got going earlier, but uh, it was just, it was bad officiating all night, and none of the calls went the Bears' way. Now, don't get me wrong, Bears made plenty of mistakes. I don't know, I've never seen that many offsides penalties by by a defense in a game. It was unreal. That, How, that offsides. You need to watch the Steelers. Watch the Steelers more. It's happened before. Yeah. Uh, well, also, on that, on that very last field goal, I don't know if you saw it. 
TJ Watt was lined up offsides. The one time they don't call an offsides penalty in that game. So that was great. I watched the all 22. It's not a big deal, but you know, he was lined up offsides uh, on a 65 yard field. goal. I don't even know why that was attempted. Cairo Santos obviously doesn't have the leg for it, but yeah, it was bad officiating. You know, there was a roughing the passer call on big Ben and you know what? It wasn't roughing the passer, but you know, they call those light calls nowadays. They call roughing the passer Normally on not on Big Ben, but yes. Yeah, normally not on Big Ben, which is crazy that the Steelers got the call, but it's how the game's called now. Very next drive, a ghost penalty on the Bears to take away a touchdown on a low block. James Daniels didn't even touch the dude, didn't touch him, wasn't illegal in any way whatsoever, takes a touchdown off the, off the board for the Bears, 15-yard penalty. So what? We still got first and goal from like, the 20-yard line. Let's try to do something here. Very next play, Justin Fields slides. Steelers player comes in two seconds no, later. No, gets him right stop. In the You're done right now. No. You are done right now. No, learn how to slide. Learn how to slide. That was the worst slide in the world. You don't slide backwards into something. Justin, what? You're what? Gonna, if you're going to go down a slide on the playground, are you going backwards? No, you're going forwards. He went no. backwards. The other one, I'll give you. What? This one, absolutely not. He slid backwards. The, even if he slid backwards, which he did not. First off, Justin Fields played baseball throughout high school. He was a five-star prospect in baseball. Dude knows, dude knows how to slide. Just saying. Even if he slid backwards, the hit still came two seconds after the fact. Doesn't matter which direction you're sliding in. That's a late hit. Next play, you'll give me this one. I know this. <laughs> Throws the ball. Two seconds later, dude comes in, forearms him with both arms yes, in the back that of the one's, <laughs> That's roughing the passer. That that's one's it. roughing the passer. I will not. That, I will not disagree with you. That's I roughing think, the passer in the 1980s, dude. That I don't. And Big Ben just got a light call in the last drive. That's roughing the passer. Bears should get first and goal again. And instead, should. You know, they they give him the rookie calls. What they said, Brian Greasy was talking about it. It's like it doesn't matter if he's a rookie. You give the people the calls that. Fit within the rule book. You just have to watch the game. These refs were not watching the game all night, and that that it really screwed the Bears over. It was a ten point difference in the game. I don't know if you know this, uh, but the Bears only lost by two. Ten points swings things a little bit, Josh. Yeah, but and I know, haven't gotten into the big call yet, so we'll I'll let you go for a little bit now. I mean, all I, all I need to say on the the terrible slide, Justin Fields needs to learn how to slide. Um. It took Matt Nagy a little bit before he let Justin Fields actually go, I think. Oh, my God. Justin Fields just needed to get warmed up. That building was absolute, was so loud. That was an insane atmosphere. I was going to say, like, you know, like, Bears fans travel well, and I saw a lot of Bears fans in the crowd, too. I'm not saying they didn't travel well. But usually when the when Bears fans travel, you're like, oh, this is just Soldier Field East, Soldier Field South, yeah. Soldier Field West. It was no. home field advantage for the Steelers all day, and I respect, you know, the fans. The fans show up. It's they they love their team just like the Bears love their team. They showed up. It was a great showing. Um, and I would just like to say you need to you got a call, large in part to my pain as a Steelers fan not getting a call. You can thank Jesse James for that being a catch. I can't remember who it was that caught it. Oh, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. That hey, was on the not, Bears now too. So okay. that was not a catch. That was a, that was a catch in today's ago. NFL. Yeah. Four years ago, that is not a catch. It was not until Jesse James. Jesse James is the reason that changed. And I texted like I texted my family when that happened, like my dad, my sister, and everything. I was like, 
yeah, we can thank Jesse James for that. And I was I was with I was with Bears fans. I was watching this game with Bears fans and and Javi, who is not a fan. And Javi was like, or Des Bryant. And I was like, no, because if I could thank Des Bryant, then Jesse James would have a catch and the Steelers would have another Super Bowl. It's Jesse James. Um, so you can thank him on that one. A lot. There was just a lot happened. The Steelers honestly played God awful. Their defense sucks in the second half. We have no second half defense. I'm going to rip the Steelers here for a minute. I mean, they ultimately are probably the best team in the AFC at this point. <laughs> but like it's called tough love. You, you, need to take them, you need to take them down a peg naturally. And I just. Yes, there was some bad officiating. I think the bad officiating did go both ways. But the equality of level of the calls was not even. There was bad officiating both ways. It was just a lot more glaring to screw the Bears over. And I both agree that refs aren't people after this game. No, they're not people. I trust me. I would have thoroughly I would have enjoyed this so much more had the refs not made you hurt yourself a little bit more. But you got the Bears shot themselves in the foot the entire first half. They did absolutely nothing the entire first half. And they're playing from behind. So I don't know what I don't really know what went on with some of these calls. It was weird. End of the day, though, I just need to talk about myself for a second because I would say we're pretty veteran fans, right, Kellen? Yeah, we know what we're doing. And I mean, you picked up on it. I had some of the most savvy veteran fandom in the world, and it doesn't matter what calls. I might be responsible for the calls. It doesn't really matter what happened, but it started the week before. I had the utmost confidence in my Pittsburgh Steelers, and if you think that I didn't have any confidence in the Steelers, then you're you're an idiot. It started a week before. It started before the Steelers game ended against the Browns when I mailed you a letter. <laughs> and <laughs> and then it continued throughout the week where a little bit here, a little bit there to Bears fans. I'm like, ooh, I'm kind of scared. Uh-oh, Montgomery's playing. The Steelers can't stop the run. I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm pumping up the narrative. It's science, people. It's science. It's not doubting my team. It's not being a fair-weathered fan. It's just science. You need you need to do some of these things, and you need to do it well. You can't go to an extreme, and you got to play it well. Well, we get into the game. The last, the last quarter, Justin Fields marches down the field clinical march down the field really impressive that was a great drive i've got nothing bad to say about justin fields other than he cannot slide and he did almost die make a fitzpatrick almost killed him because he did yeah, that, that that hit looked kind of high to me that hit looked, looked a little <laughs> no, high to me not a chance i i you heard the the smack of the helmets together yeah it looked a, a little bit high to me not a I'm chance you gotta, give me, you gotta give me one of them give me that one or give me the slide oh my god <laughs> okay i'll give you that one not the slide though so Justin Fields, he's, but anyway, Justin Fields marches down the field, boom, throws a dime. I'm watching with one diehard Bears fan in Aaron and three other people who want to see me fail, and then Javi. So the atmosphere in my apartment's pretty hostile, if I'm being completely honest. I people were people kind of coming at me, and I had all the confidence in the world, stayed calm. I was like. There's too much time. The Steelers just won this game. But what do I do? Pull out my phone. What did I text you, Kellen? It's over. The Steelers will never beat the Bears. They can't beat the Bears. This is impossible. And then I proceeded in my living room 
while laying on the floor, like crawling around the floor, wallowing in self pity, <laughs> saying the Steelers will never win. They cannot beat the Bears. The Bears will always be better than the Steelers. The Bears own the Steelers. My friend Paige goes, why are you so negative about your team? And I was like, just wait, it's science. I was like, just wait, it's science. Boom. Chris Boswell marches down the field. Dong shot right down the middle. home, And it was never in doubt. It was really never in doubt. Pittsburgh Steelers escape the victory. And, uh. The re- I want to get back to what I kind of prefaced this earlier. The significant call that was the reason it was never in doubt was a taunting penalty. Uh, Steelers were about to punt the ball, ended up getting a field goal out of this possession because of a taunting penalty by um, what Cassius Marsh, uh, I mean, a practice squad linebacker. You're former sure Steeler. you're familiar with? Yeah, you're familiar with the guy, former Steeler. Gets a sack on Big Ben. Great play. Stares down the Steelers' sideline for maybe half a second, then runs back. Ref hip checks him. He hip checks the dude. He had that's an offensive foul in the NBA. Okay, he hip checks him, and then he throws the flag because of that taunting. Ridiculous. The most ridiculous taunting penalty of the season so far. JJ or TJ Watt, who had an insane game by the way. After his third sack, he blew a kiss to the Bears' sideline. I don't know if you saw that, and I don't think that should be a taunting penalty. I'm mad it happened. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's legit taunting my team right there. I don't think it should be a penalty, and it wasn't. Cassius Marsh does so much less than that. 15 yards, most significant part of the game. Steelers retain possession, get a field goal. Now they only need a field goal to win the game after Justin Fields leads. One of the most amazing drives I've ever seen. The dude's a stud. But... It, it just this game was affected by the refs in the biggest spots, and I mean, it, you know, the Bears lost. They put themselves in a position to lose, but at the end of the day, refs spotted the Steelers ten points right there, and and, and that's a big storyline. And you don't want that to be a big storyline in a prime time football game because it was a really exciting and back and forth game. It was it was I fun mean, this to watch, is going to help you minus the refs tonight. getting involved. That's good. Yeah, but like. But, yeah, I, that, that, that's as much complaining as I need to do about the officiating. What I want to say about the Bears is, you know, there, there's a silver lining there. Actually, I'll probably say something more about the officiating, if I'm going to be honest. But um, the, there is a silver lining there. You, you, the Bears aren't a playoff team this year. So at least that's Justin Fields line. looked awesome in a loss. And you're one step closer to Matt Nagy getting fired now. I still don't trust him. Like, Justin Fields was playing so well that I was like, man, maybe Matt Nagy is the dude to coach Justin Fields. That's how good Justin Fields looked. I was going insane. I wasn't thinking logically at all. Mm -hmm. And I texted you this earlier. At the end of the game, uh, at the end of the day, the officiating, it comes back to the Green Bay Packers. Because the Steelers got hosed in a game against the Packers earlier this season. And they needed to be, they, they the rest were like we need what to spot them again because the we, we on that one. That was a ten point swing too. Boom. Yeah, another ten point swing. So they're like, well, we need to spot the Steelers ten points in a different game because we absolutely hose them in this game. And it's the Packers' fault. It's the Packers' fault that the Bears lost. They're still the bane of my existence, and they always will be. I'll always hate them. We're gonna talk about them later. They're in disarray. Just so you guys they're know. Done. Yeah. Not really. You can't. They love no, painting. But like, 
yeah, this game, sloppy, but it was Steelers-Bears. It was gritty. It was get- it's a classic matchup. I mean, two of the oldest teams in the NFL, two teams that have been owned by the same family since their team has existed. Yeah. It's And two teams that just like, they're they're probably the two best defensive teams in NFL history too. They just pride themselves on being gritty. Yeah. You know, in the trenches football teams. It's a, it's a matchup everybody loves to see. Yeah, it was good. It was a great time. I had a lot of fun. I did. I'm glad the Steelers came out on top. I'm glad that you got to feel a little bit of joy there at the end. It wasn't a wire to wire victory for us. But you know what? It's just, it's one of those things. The Steelers are getting hot, man. The Steelers are getting hot, and that's why I got to say it. Put all, put bet the house on the Lions this week. Okay, yeah. I, I got to say it, man. I am honestly don't know that I've been more nervous for a football game in the last couple of years than I am for the Steelers playing the Lions on Sunday. Yeah, that's, that's a letdown game. In Pittsburgh. Sure. In oh, Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Oh, good. <laughs> It's game over already. My goodness. <laughs> like, thanks for coming out, Steelers. This uh, this isn't even Josh doing his thing where it's like, oh, the Steelers are gonna lose, like just so that they'll win. This is him, like the Steelers are legitimately gonna lose. Like we know it. Yeah, no, right? I I only do the Steelers are gonna lose in games that I like. You know, they're playing a competent team. Mm-hmm. It's you know they're playing. You don't have to do that against the Lions. No, but, but you're doing it because it's gonna happen. It's gonna. I'm just being a truther right now. I turned off the button where I, I control what happens. I am. My powers, honestly, Kellen, might be stronger than I thought, because the Cincinnati Bengals are terrible now. Yeah, they're a terrible football team, and they played the Cleveland Browns. They made the Cleveland Browns look like the '05 Steelers. And that's just that's hard to do. Um, Pittsburgh broke the Cleveland Browns franchise again and broke up Odell. I'm surprised it took this long. I we should probably preface this game a little bit. Yeah, so I think I think that one was in the works for a while, right? There. So the Steelers broke the the Browns again. Um, they turn around, they cut Odell. Well, Odell's dad. He what, did, what social media platform did he use to release this video? I don't know. I he never watched the video. I didn't either. He released a video saying basically, ha, Baker needs to throw to my kid more. Like, it's Baker's fault. They caught him. Excuse him, practice, caught him. Browns are coming in. Baker, all chip on his shoulder, like, goes out and beats the wounded Cincinnati Bengals 41-16. to It's like, who do you even side with in a debate between... Baker Mayfield and Odell. Like, ugh. ugh. I hate I hate both those people. It's terrible. It was awful. And so, like, yeah, that happened. But the Bengals are bad. Maybe. They're so no, they're, enough because we're going to – I'm going to Cincinnati when they play the Steelers. But, you know. I'm, I mean, the, the Bengals lost to the Bears this year, just so just so everyone knows. They yeah. lost to the Bears. We do need so, to put that in perspective. They, they – Everybody was crowning them like, oh, they're back. They, they might be one of the best teams in the AFC. They lost to the Bears like two weeks before they they started crowning them. So fair, let's slow, been, slow the pace on that one. I might have been one of the only people that was actually legitimately crowning them. But oh yeah, you were legitimately doing it. I was. Legit- you weren't. You weren't doing it to jinx them. 
No, there's gotcha. not. There's not a chance. Yeah. Um, I think. I believe you. I think honestly, I hold the Fleming curse, but I can put it on others. Yeah. I've seen enough victories that I can now put the Fleming curse on others. I guess it's the Borger curse. But you know what? No, end of the day, like let's move on to another game. Hey, Browns Bengals. I don't. We don't really need to go too much. Yeah, o- Odell. All I oh, wanted oh, to God. say about this is is with Odell. You know, he's a free agent now. Every team passed on him in waivers, and it's tough to. I, I get why nobody claimed him. Um, he's going to be signed as a free agent now. Yeah. I, I still don't know which team is willing. because it, 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 he wants. He, he said he wants to go to a contender with a veteran quarterback. Well. I don't know which team wants to mess with that kind of chemistry because he's going to he's going to affect the locker room in some way. And it's probably not going to be positive because you've seen the two places he's been already. He's been New York and Cleveland, and he hasn't had a positive impact on either locker room. It, it, it's not. It's not unfair to call him a diva wide receiver. He, that's what he is at this no, point. And I, he he needs to, part, if he wants to sign with one of those teams, he needs to go through a rebrand first with probably a yeah, different team right he now. He large in part like created the diva wide receiver thing. Yeah. That was him. That's That was not a term prior. Oh, no, it was a term prior to him. To I mean, there was, there was it, Ocho Cinco. It dropped man. off. It dropped off. It dropped there's off. T, there like, is T.O., man. Come on. I know. Was, no, I know, but it dropped off. Like, he's the... Modern he brought it back. Him. He made it, he made it big. was yeah. A.B. Yeah. We're having the same debate that we had about Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like. I just, I don't, like, Odell, he's crazy talented, but, he, I mean, do the Packers want, want to risk that? Do, do I mean, it, what, what other teams are out there? That could, do the Chiefs want to risk that? Yeah, we haven't seen him do anything in a couple of years either. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think. I, I think he, I wouldn't like, be surprised. He, I think he will get signed, but I would not be surprised if he didn't sign anywhere this year. Um, yeah, I, I think one, one team that's like a French playoff team is going to take a shot on the guy for sure. Uh, and, and I don't think it. I don't think he's going to end up at his uh, at his number one spot. Certainly, no. It's going to have. He's going to have to swallow his pride to be able to get a job. Yeah, he's exactly. not going to like Seattle or something. He's going to go to Seattle. <laughs> I can see that actually. <laughs> they always do it. They, they signed Josh Gordon, remember? Okay. Um. Uh, but yeah, we we can move on. You know that that game really wasn't close. Another game that was surprisingly not that close that I thought would be close, or at least the other team would have won, was Titans Rams. Titans really just ran away with this game. Never was really close, and. Uh, now we need to start respecting the Titans. They lost Derrick Henry the prior week. I, I thought this would be a yep. big letdown game for them because I, I really thought – I mean, I still think the Rams are legit, I, I and I think it's more credit to the Titans than what happened in that game. They just ran away with it. They they dominated them. Their defense is actually good, maybe. Uh, they, yes. they stopped Stafford. They, they gave him yeah, all no, sorts the Titans, of – The Titans' defense did look pretty elite. Yeah, it's I definitely better that- than it was last year, and – and you could see, like, having those wide receiver weapons, it, it's a difference. It, it's a bigger difference this year than it was last year because of Julio Jones and, and combining yeah. him with A.J. Brown. It's opened things up a lot more because no Derrick Henry, they were still passing the ball extremely effectively. Yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly, like, to speak on the defense, it's honestly amazing what you can do when you can get off the field on third and long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just... 
That's absolutely like that's what separates. I think that's where you can draw the line between good and great defenses. Can they consistently get off the field on third and long? And, you know, they're doing it. They're doing it. The Rams let down. I don't really know what to think of them. I don't know what to think about the Rams. It does kind of muddy things on the Rams a little bit because you think it should, it, you know, you can lose to the Titans, but it should at least be a close game. And they really just weren't in the game at all. And, you know, they'll have Von Miller next week. So the defense is going to take a step forward, but they were stopped. It, it, it's just, they're, they're not, they're not invincible. And I don't think anyone thought they were invincible, but it kind of felt like they had a ton of momentum. They just picked up this former defensive player of the year yeah. and combined him with a three-time defensive player of the year. And, uh, it just kind of they laid an egg really yeah it was bad and here we are again another week of having this debate of we have no idea who is good in the nfl yeah like really (laughs) no no idea we had the cardinals and the cowboys were who we were banking on being the best teams yeah consistently you know where the cowboys (laughs) I think we should. More importantly, we need to talk again kind of about me and the Broncos. Yeah, you need to I, apologize. I completely You you <laughs> came out you, like you you came after them. <laughs> after a win, after they won a football game. For no reason, I attacked the what? Denver Broncos. And you know what? Kudos to you Denver. Clearly the Broncos listened. Clearly, they took what I had to say as an expert to heart, and they came out. They own Jerry World. Yeah. They own Jerry Jones. They own Jerry World. Teddy Two Gloves. And what what do you think is going through the mind of Jerry Jones while watching this game happen? It was final score 30 to 16, but it was 30 to nothing for the majority of the game till garbage time. What yeah. is going through the mind of Jerry Jones? I I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 if I could look into that man's mind, I would. But or I don't know if I want to. Actually, it's a dark place with a lot of skeletons in the closet. I think. I think what's mostly going through his mind is I need to extend Mike McCarthy to put more faith in him. <laughs> and which player am I gonna repl- Am I gonna have to murder and replace with the clone of himself that I've had growing, you know, in this closet for about yeah. ten years now? And I think it's Dak. I think he needs to. He's gonna kill Dak and replace him with a clone of himself because that leg wasn't one hundred percent. It's. Uh, I I I assume it wasn't one hundred percent because of how bad the Cowboys lost yeah, that game. You gotta think it's just cramped, Jim. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he's cramping up all game, cramping up all last year. Uh, I think he's just going to replace Dak with that with that new Dak model, and the Cowboys should, you know, hopefully be back to normal. Hopefully, you know, he's had enough time to grow that new clone of himself. Yeah, I'm really not worried. If I'm a Cowgirls fan, <clears throat> I'm not worried. I'm really not. It's hard for me to be worried. I honestly didn't think this stinker of a game was going to happen until the playoffs, so I'm kind of disappointed that we had to get it so early. Yeah, way to spin zone it for the Cowboys fans. They we should just let them freak out for a little bit, right? Yeah. We like to make fun of the Cowboys. Nobody likes them. The end is near, Cowgirls. Yeah. Have fun. But, no, I mean, this was such a terror. Like, 
the games this week made no sense. They were just stupid. It was literally just so stupid. Everything you thought was going to happen didn't happen. Yeah. And every single game, even down to the Steelers-Bears, what did we think was going to happen? That wasn't going to be a penalty, and it was a penalty, and then the Steelers won. Uh, <laughs> sick, dude. That's sick. <laughs> like, yeah, be, 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 be proud of that one. We thought I'll he was going to make a 65-yard field goal, and then he didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I did not think that. I knew. I knew for a fact that was not going to happen. But that that no shot. What What other games did you want to talk about, Kellen? Of, I wanted another you, game that that did not go as we expected in any way whatsoever was Bills and Jags. Uh, nine six or six nine. I should probably say. Uh, sick, Kellen. Uh, the the Jags beat the Bills. No touchdowns scored in this game. It was the Josh Allen Bowl. Uh, Scott Hansen on NFL Network Red Zone. He was going crazy over this. He was oh, freaking. Yes. He was creaming over this. Yes, this was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Scott Scott Hans was like, Josh Allen picked off Josh Allen. Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. Josh Allen recovered a fumble by Josh Allen. It was it was insane. So who's better, Josh? Josh, Josh, Josh Allen or Josh, Josh Allen? I honestly think that Josh Allen is better this week. Like it, it Josh Allen's stock took a hit. And Josh yeah. Allen is the hottest player in the NFL. Like yeah, that's all you really can say. Do you like, have, not to overreact or anything, but I think Josh Allen's better than Josh Allen. I do think Josh Allen is better than Josh Allen. I need your opinion on the Manning curse. Have yeah. You seen, have you seen this? Yeah. If you go on on Monday Night Football, you lose. Yeah. And With Josh Allen. Josh Allen went on. Peyton Manning's kid is a bigger fan of Josh Allen than he is of Peyton Manning. He literally puts Allen on the back. He doesn't put Manning on the back of his youth jersey. He puts Allen. Um, kind of embarrassing if you're Peyton Manning that your kid doesn't even want to wear Manning on the back. But it's it's going to be tough to to get people to come on and talk to the Mannings now because it's a real so. thing. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been brutal. And do you think that's why they took a week off with the Steelers Bears? I don't. I, I I think yeah, they could be just struggling to get guests right now. I I don't. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you just get celebrities in other sports Dude. or just random celebrities at this point. How elite would it have been though, Manning cast <laughs> for that? Jerome Bettis, Brian Urlacher, coming on at the same time. I don't know what you're talking about. That would be pretty sick. That would. Be- what? What's What's the connection to those two oh. players? I don't get it. Well, one of them got run over by a bus. Uh, no, I don't. I, bus. Um, not go, ringing a bell. Go check your mailbox. It's empty. I just I just checked a couple days ago. Did you, did you throw it away? Yeah, of course I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so rude. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Josh uh, sent me a picture of Brian Erlacher playing football against Jerome Bettis. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really get it. I mailed a high-quality photo to Kellen of Jerome Bettis. A high-quality photo? Uh-huh. It was on printer paper. Dude, I almost put it on photo paper. <laughs> I actually almost I almost went all out and did that, but I'm just so funny. I was worried you weren't going to check your mailbox. I, I was so random that I did check it. I never check my mail, dude. So you're, you're lucky. I wasn't going to tell you 
to check your mail. I was just going to see how long it took you to check your mail. Yeah. Whether that it could be like three months from now, you'd just like <laughs> you'd be like, what is this? <laughs> Why did I get this? It still would have made sense, honestly, because I would have known what it's from. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the Manning curse, like you're saying, might be real. The the Bills just laid an absolute egg against the Jags, and Urban Meyer has two wins now. Not neither of them pretty. He had, he has his first win on American soil as an NFL head coach, so that's exciting for him, I think. Uh, Urban Meyer, you know, finding his stride. You think he's gonna? Be coaching the Jags again next season? No. Still, no, not, still not buying it. Not a chance. Yeah, me neither. I I think there's actually a zero percent chance. Um and I think I'm like sneakily, I think the reason might end up being health concerns again. I think he might just fall back into that. It's just too yeah. easy for him. Yeah, these close um, wins, these close wins are probably affecting his heart a lot. Yeah, unless he can get himself fired. He might like he might if he doesn't win another game, he might be able to get himself fired just because of some of the off the field stuff that's happened. But if he go, if he gets three wins, I think he, it, it's yeah. you have to quit Wait. because of health concerns. And he beat Josh Allen, so that's yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So uh, congrats to Josh Allen. Um, could be you know sneakily player of the week consideration for one of us this week. Who knows? We'll see. It's oh. not for me. Uh, but yeah, that's Bills Jags. We'll move on to another game. Uh, Panthers Patriots don't want to stick on this game too long just because it's kind of two who cares teams Uh, Patriots kind of dominated this whole game Uh, we discovered that Mac Jones does belong with the New England Patriots because he is a dirty player he Mm. successfully uh, Mm. alligator rolled uh, Panthers players ankle one of the dirtiest moves in the NFL it's like a guaranteed injury anytime you do something like that and honestly you should consider a suspension. He should definitely get fined for that, though. Right? Oh, no. Yes, he definitely needs to be fined. That was pathetic. That was gross. And it was what, after a fumble. Like, you just look like such a sissy after you do that, too. What annoyed me about this play was that everyone just put the screen grabs on Twitter and no one put the actual video. Yeah. Like, the video was, was very clear, too. I, I'm like, why are we just putting... Why are we putting two screen grabs? The screen grabs... Don't make this more obvious. Give me a video. What the heck? So, okay, sorry. I, I'm I'm watching uh, college basketball. It's the first first game uh, of uh, first day of the season for college basketball, and they're doing the college football playoff reveal show uh, after, at, at, in between games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what happened there? Michigan is ranked ahead of Michigan State. They're both eight and one. Michigan State won the head-to-head matchup, and Michigan is ranked ahead of them now. How does that make sense? I I cannot make that one make sense. Uh, it, the, the only thing is, I think they're just trying to hype up the Michigan-Ohio State game as much as possible before it happens, just to let Michigan fans down. Hopefully that's what they're doing, because that, that makes zero sense. Like, that is a joke. They have the same record, but one team, they've played head-to-head, and the team that won is behind the team that lost. That's, that an, ab- that's an absolute joke. It's kind of nonsense to me. Joke. <clears throat> whatever, whatever. Uh, but back to Panthers-Patriots. Other quarterback I wanted to talk about in the game is Sam Darnold. Uh, dude is legitimately bad at football. Now we know that. Yep. Yep. He came out with a fractured shoulder injury today, 
So that's another built-in excuse for him, but maybe he won't play the rest of the season. I don't know. Dude. Yeah, he's, he's bad. bad. He's like, it. horrible. I, I mean, if there were any doubts before, we kind of settled it last week where we're just like, okay, now we know Sam Darnold's bad. But he had, you know, a good first three weeks where just like, wow, yeah. this guy might actually be good that once he started playing bad, he needed to play bad consistently for us to actually put yeah. him in this territory. And he's played consistently bad enough for us to be like, all right, this dude is not going to be a franchise quarterback. He might just end up being a career backup sort of guy now. Can you believe that it's week nine? Unreal. It's blown it's blown by right now. Like it's completely crazy. Like I feel like I'm still like, oh, it's early in the season. We'll wait a couple weeks and find out about these people. Nope. Sam Darnold, you suck. You're terrible. Yeah, trade deadline's already passed, man. Very uneventful too. I know. It was sucked. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. Oh, I just need to talk. Minnesota Vikings, Baltimore Ravens. What the hell, Minnesota? You had a great chance for the Steelers to be number one in the division, and you blew it. And that's really the main story in this game. What, like, Kirk, uh, it's a Kirk Cousins game, I guess. Like, Kirk Cousins can't win these games. He's out. He's balling out. Mike Zimmer's stupid. A very dumb coach. Oh, he's Zimmer, getting fired. He's getting Zimmer fired. Zimmer and Nagy should, like, what if they coach together? How bad would that football game be? That that would be the like th- that that would be the worst heart and hustle team of all time because nobody wants to play for those coaches. They they are very uninspiring right there. No, because that if you look at the Vikings sideline, if they make a big play or something like that, nobody's getting excited. Nobody nobody's happy to be playing the game of football as a job. Like, no, nobody nobody's excited there. There's no happiness, no joy. That's why Mike Zimmer, who had a good run in Minnesota, he's getting fired after the season because I think he's kind of lost the locker room at this point. Yeah, it is. It is lost the locker room season, and it, it's my favorite. This is one of my favorite. When we get into like the mid to end where it's just like, has this coach lost the locker room? And those talks are going to start heating up. We're obviously ahead of the curve here on Totally Unbiased Sports, as we always are. But, yeah, I just wanted to say that about them. Congrats, Ravens. You beat a terrible team. Um, Whatever. The big game. Big game. Um, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers. The, the back, the backup ball. Mahomes and Jordan yeah. Love. Two yeah. backup quarterbacks, honestly. Backup quarterbacks. I think it's, it's interesting that uh, Mahomes has learned what draft class he came from. Yeah, started performing like it. So, dude, Mitch, I'm telling you, Mitch is gonna be the best quarterback from that class. I still, I, I still believe. I am, I am honestly starting to believe that. Now, I would like to get your, your thoughts on this situation. I'm gonna let you speak to this because you're probably a little bit more informed and educated on this situation leading up to this game than I am. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I will mention something that you text that you did text me. And uh, sorry if I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder here, because I think you're a little bit right with what you said. Josh texted me. Yeah, I don't think it's like necessarily a good thing that Jordan Love played that bad. And I think you're right, because Rogers is going to come back uh, probably this week. Uh, He's going to be off COVID. We're going to talk about Rogers in a second. Don't worry about that. That don't worry. Uh, But. 
Uh, Jordan Love started at quarterback. Packers lost, and it was a close game, really low-scoring game. Chiefs didn't look that good. But I don't think it was a, a good thing that Jordan Love looked that bad because if he looked that bad, or if he looked, you know, bad, but, you know, hey, hopeful or something like that, you know, the Packers can go into this offseason and say, all right, Rodgers, we know you won out. See, ya. have, have out of it. Like, yeah. We got we got this dude that we have hope in, or something like that. Yeah. And now they're gonna do everything in their power to keep Aaron Rodgers, and they might yeah. just trick him into staying because he's a big dumb stupid idiot, and I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> and also, if they're unable to keep him, well, guess what? They're probably not gonna be wanting to stick with this awful quarterback, so they're gonna go yeah. after someone that's slightly better. So I. I don't see Jordan Love being a starting quarterback next year. And this is only after one game. Maybe he gets better. Maybe he only gets slightly better where they just give him, you know, give them hope. Like like I was kind of hoping for where he's just yeah. pretty bad, but maybe makes a good throw here or there. That's yeah. what I was really hoping for. He looked really bad all game. And at least the Packers are a really dumb franchise. They've done nothing to make their Hall of Fame quarterback happy since he's been there. And that makes me happy. Uh, because he wants out. So the Packers are poorly run, and maybe they'll just be they'll, they'll pull like the White Sox move, where they're like, you know, what? we have good in-house options. We don't need a free agent. We don't need to draft someone. We're just gonna fill the void with this guy who is not capable of doing so. Yeah, that could happen. I don't think it happens, but it's it's not out of the realm of possibility by any means. I'm just happy that. As of right now, the Packers do not have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And I I have no doubt in my mind about that after just one game. Thank goodness. Praise the Lord. I can sleep at night, I guess. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That is it, that's a fair assessment. You hit the nail on the head there. So do we want to get into what preceded this game? Yes, I definitely want to get into that. And not to steal too much thunder from another podcast that also talked about this. Unfortunately, we're recording a little bit later than them. But Aaron Rodgers should be in prison. Um, At the very least, he should be castrated. I don't know what kinds of punishments they do in Green Bay. They do things weird there, uh, weird place. But uh, he should have his balls removed if he has those at this point. Uh, he's He's a liar. He's a fiend. He put people in danger. And um, I don't think you should be allowed to play football ever again. Is that unfair to say? That's not unfair, right? No, I think that's just the, that's a responsible thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's a liar. You know, he lied about getting vaccinated. And, you know, he put reporters at danger and everything. And you know how the media just loves you know, jumping on that. I don't want to get into a COVID debate or anything. And we're obviously not going to do that. We no. don't get serious. <laughs> but, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, yes. put him in prison. He, yeah, put him in prison. He has the audacity to come out today and issue an apology where he implies After defending himself for where, that long, where he implies that he's a role model for people. Like <laughs> what? What an idiot! He's huh? self-proclaimed role model for who? Like <laughs> man. I, like I can't, I can't even think of the demographic that would look up to a man like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Satan worshippers? I don't know. Five not, minutes not, in the loony bin for him. Jeez. Yeah, not to dog on Satan worshippers too much. My goodness, I don't even. Like, 
I feel it feels disrespectful to them. I don't want to just do that. Yikes. <laughs> don't want a dog on Satan worship. <laughs> no, it's just like I don't I don't want to make Aaron Rodgers feel too good about himself or anything. I like pedophiles. Is that who like looks up to Aaron Rodgers? I don't I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. What's <laughs> I was gonna add. Never mind. I don't need to ask that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> No, I'm going to ask, is it worse to be a, a sane worshiper or a pedophile in today's world? In today's world? Probably yeah. a pedophile. I was going to say, I think it's and a pedophile. In the People modern are a little world. more accepting of... Uh, yeah, in the modern world, overall, it's worse to be a Satan worshiper. Yeah. like for, Not to get too religious on everyone here, but yeah. But you know, and I shouldn't have even I shouldn't have asked that question. That was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But Aaron Rodgers, lock him up, throw away the key, and just like feed him mush for the rest of his life. That that dude should be ashamed of himself. Ashamed, Aaron Rodgers. Holy cheese for the rest of his life. <clears throat> well, not even that. That feels too nice. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. Feed him the whatever medicine he was taking for the rest of his life. See if he could live off that. What was it called? Do, do, it's what it's the Joe Rogan medicine, whatever it was. I have no idea what it was. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is so gonna like make his own podcast when he retires and just be a Joe Rogan guy. What absolutely sucks about all of this though is he just sits there and he's now just created this whole narrative of how the world hates him. And he's going to use this to be like revenge and just yeah. light everyone up for the rest of the regular season. And inevitably like, dude, we hated you before all this stuff. OK, yeah. relax. We're like, now you just gave us some confirmation on, you know, why we should also not to bring this back to the Bears taunting penalty too much. But he was literally yelling at fans <laughs> obscenities last week into the crowd. And he didn't get a taunting penalty for that. And, and you know, Cassius Marsh, he gets a penalty for glancing at the Steelers' sideline. I don't know, make it make sense to me. I still – and the ref hip – he got he got hip-checked by the ref. I'll never get over that. The ref actually leaned into him. I, I Unbelievable. Wild stuff. But I guess we can move on. We've, talk, we've talked about Aaron Rodgers a lot there. My goodness. I can't stand that, man. He just he makes me feel some kind of way every day. I know. We'll uh we'll shift into I guess uh just uh, one more one more game we're gonna really talk about uh, Falcons and Saints. Uh, felt like a trap game for the Saints going in, and it and it was they in fact you know they lost, but also when the Saints were down I believe eleven with like three or four minutes left, it it they popped up. You know that that probability thing that they do with Amazon. Yeah. Yep, yep. It was like Saints have an 11% chance of winning, and it was like you see who they're playing. It's the Falcons. I'm like, oh, so then the Saints are winning, and they actually took the lead. They they took yep. the lead against the Falcons. I'm like, all right, it's now, game over. It's the Falcons just falconed it. But they got a little inspiration maybe from you know the World Series champion Atlanta Braves and not Atlanting the whole situation, and yep. they came back and won the game. Atlanta wins, or Atlanta wins. They're looking a little bit better. They're, they got yeah, a little bit of momentum. Do you really have a trap game if Trevor Simeon's your quarterback? 
That's the thing. That's it's tough. It's <laughs> tough that, for that to be a trap game. With I was I was gonna say that Trevor Simeon's not a good quarterback. He's gonna be career backup. You know, he's fine, I guess. Yeah. But I I, I want to see them like I because I, Taysom Hill's back this week. I thought that they were gonna get really cute with their plays and just you know have an entire Taysom Hill playbook and let him be quarterback because. I don't know. Simeon wasn't bad or anything. The Saints didn't look terrible on offense. And it was really their defense that let them down on that game-winning drive. But it it feels like the offense can be a lot more exciting. And it's going to be a lot more exciting for Sean Payne to coach that offense if Taysom Hill's running most of the plays, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's loving this. Yeah. I'm just – I'm astounded that Atlanta won after – after the Saints came back and took the yeah. lead, Atlanta, you, hey, congratulations. Matty Ice, he's, At- he, did it. he did it. Atlanta Cordero Patterson, fixed. he's a legit weapon. Yeah, Atlanta might be fixed. They won. They win the World Series. We can Let's get into this. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, well, I, okay, the Fa- the Falcons, I don't know if they're fixed. I don't know if they'll ever get fixed. Atlanta as a whole is fixed. Yeah, the Braves, man. I mean, yeah, we pretty much wrapped up our, our NFL talk. We'll talk about the Braves now. World Series champs. We really buried the lead on this one. We had someone win a championship and won the four major sports, and we're talking about it like an hour into the podcast. My goodness. Yeah, because way more important game happened. True. That's a good point. But, wow. I mean, I didn't, th- I, I didn't think the Braves had it in them once uh, – once it went six, if the if the series went seven, don't get me wrong, Astros are winning that World Series. Oh yeah, everybody wanted the Braves to win. They're a very likable team right now because everybody loves Freddie Freeman and the outfield. The the, the fact that they replaced uh, their best player in Ronald Acuna with four players is hilarious and awesome. I know because it actually worked. It, it was insane. You have one of those guys, Eddie Rosario was NLCS MVP, and another one of those guys, Jorge Soler, was World Series MVP. They made some great trades at the deadline, and they had just some insane pitching performances. Charlie Morton pitched an entire inning with a broken leg, and then Max Fried gets his leg stepped on in, in the first inning and then just shoves it down the Astros' throats for six more innings. It's unreal. Like what? What some of these guys did in the playoffs, and it's going to be one of those World Series where it's it's our first World Series where the stadium's packed since COVID. Like we're not going to forget that one. Braves win it first time since '95. Feeling really good to be an Atlanta sports fan for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It honestly is pretty amazing. You got to give it to them. Congratulations, yeah. you won, and, and you look good doing it. Like, yeah, I mean, like I was saying. Uh, everyone wanted Atlanta to win. And the reason they wanted them to win is because the team they're playing is the Astros, the big-time cheater Astros. And it almost feels good that, like, I I wanted the Astros to get punished a lot more because none of the players that were involved in the cheating scandal got a single-game suspension, which is bananas nonsense to me. I can't believe that. But it's almost a more fulfilling punishment for them to keep reaching the heights of almost winning the World Series, but just losing. Because yeah. they did it to the Nationals. Now they've done it to the Braves. 
you know, they're good enough to stick around in the AL, but I still don't think they're good enough to win a World Series. And they're going to have some of those pieces leaving. It looks like Correa is going to be gone. We know Verlander is going to be gone, uh, even though he didn't really pitch for the Astros this year. So they're going to get slightly worse. They're still going to be good enough to be a playoff team, still get their hearts broken. It's going to be very satisfying for hopefully a couple oh, yeah. of years. And the Braves are in such a good position he- heading into the future because they're going to get their best player, Ronald Acuna, back next year. They're coming off the World Series, and, and really all their best players are either in their prime or just entering their prime right now. They're they're going to be good for yeah. a while longer. One thing they are going to need to sort out, though, is the speed on the championship buses because <laughs> they were booking it through that parade. Someone like Someone forgot to tell the bus driver that they didn't lose and they don't need to drive quickly to get out of there. And that everyone was actually happy to see them because yeah. that was hilarious. That was so funny. And then their pitcher gets um, the cop tries to, like, arrest their pitcher because he thought it was a fan that joined the parade. And <laughs> just. Yeah, you can't have that. Can't. That's a bad look. I, I did. Uh, Tuck, uh, who is a Braves fan, he raised an excellent point when he's talking. I, I told him about the championship bus just booking at 40 miles an hour. Yeah, through the city, like not even a line. The fans to celebrate. He was like, "Okay, well, which neighborhood were they driving through?" And I was like, "All right, that's a good point. You might want not want to stick in that neighborhood that long." So, yep. is Atlanta after all? Uh, some sketchiness happening there. Perhaps some dog fights around the corner. I don't know. Uh, I think Michael Vick still lives there. I didn't have to. I didn't have to add that joke. I or I wasn't even a joke. That was just a low blow. I didn't. I didn't have to add that, but I chose to. I'm sorry for that. You didn't even need to add the Mike Vick part in. You could have just left it at dogfights. Everyone knew. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I really felt unnecessary And at the end of the day. Congrats to the Braves, though. You got anything else to say about them? I, I got a few more things I, I want to say about the Braves, I guess. The, the Braves are... Congrats, Braves, but don't forget what Mike Vick did. <laughs> yeah, congrats, Braves, but don't forget you had dogfighting in your city, okay? Like, you went to prison for two years, dude. Really? Really? Like, it's not even the same sport. No, really? Whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. What is wrong with me? Asking questions about devil worshippers and pedophiles. My goodness. It's getting off the rails. Hell, it is concussed if he hasn't said it on the podcast. I have, I have such a concussion right now, dude. My head is killing me. Seeing the doctor again tomorrow, so that's good news. Uh, yeah, it's going to be like my third trip to the doctor. It's great. Um, but anyways, one more thing I want to say about the Braves is, uh, something that annoys me with baseball is all the nerds entering the sport. Uh, they're very analytical. They love launch angle, bat speed, uh, exit velocity. And I don't think it's, I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing for baseball by any means. It just helps us understand the game a lot better. And I don't think the Braves are anti-analytical, uh, by any means either, but it also shows the Braves winning the World Series also shows like how important just fundamentals are at the end of the day, too, because they were a great defensive team. You you see them practicing these drills all the time. And it just like it doesn't just come down to like having the best uh, this or that uh, to to win a World Series. you got to be good fundamentally, too. The Braves like, are the people's champ. Yeah. And, and like numbers are never going to lead baseball and they shouldn't. Because it's very important. But it shows like you had the Rays in the World Series last year 
where Kevin Cash took their ace pitcher out of a game in a game that he was dominating in an elimination game in the World Series. And that was that was a sign like, man, that's too analytical. You have to have somewhat of a feel for the game. And Brian Snickers, like in that zone where he's not analytical at all as a manager, but he has guys in the clubhouse that tell yeah. him you know, what to do. And he fires the guys up. And you have, uh, um, I can't even remember the third, Ron Washington. Uh, he, you know, he's practicing these guys up, you know, doing these little grounder drills with every infielder every day. Teach them actual fundamentals and then combining that with with what all the nerds love about baseball. It's like the perfect baseball team for nerds and jocks alike. No, it was really great. It was really great. And I do agree with you. The The numbers are never coming out of baseball, but I like the way that the Braves managed it. It was nice. It was refreshing yeah. to see. Yeah, so. really, really fun World Series team. 88 wins, uh, had a losing record heading into August, and just, then just went went off. And congrats to the Braves. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll move on. We'll, I, I got uh, I got some NBA news I want to yeah. talk about briefly. A little college basketball. And we'll, do, you, do you have any NHL news, Josh? Connor McDavid is disgusting. Oh Absolutely my God! Unreal. It's a cheat code. Just go look up his goal against um, the Rangers. Oh the my Rangers God! Their night. It's absolutely just. It's the stupidest thing you're ever gonna see. He is one of the most talented human beings I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely unreal. That's all I have on the NHL. It's just kind uh, of disgusting. The like the sickest hands I've. I mean, how do you? How do? How do your hands move that quick? It, it, it's an unreal goal. Yeah, like Josh said, look it up. He put the entire New York Rangers roster on his career highlight reel. It, yeah. it, it's bad for them. It's a bad look for the Rangers. But, yeah, dude's insane. Uh, my NBA notes, though. Uh, dude, we got, we, got, we got some NBA battles happening right now between the it's- Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. I don't know if you saw this. Markeith Morris had a little cheap shot on Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Being the seven-footer from Eastern Europe that he is, that Morris did not realize he is, comes back, two-hand shoves him in the back, gives him some, like, car accident-level whiplash. Yeah. Dude's on the ground. And now Markeith Morris, he's got a brother, Marcus Morris. They tried to fight the entire Kansas football team when they were playing basketball at Kansas. There are a couple of fake tough guys. And they're coming after Jokic. And... I think that is unwise of them, Josh. I think that's very unwise. Mm-hmm. Because while Jokic looks like seven feet of pure Play-Doh, he has two of the scariest brothers out there. Both of, both of his brothers are almost as tall as him. Yeah. Also, at, even more Eastern European than him. Uh, oh, you lose like that more, times out of ten. Yeah. Like, you d- these guys have probably seen people beheaded, okay? You don't want to met they're from Serbia. Uh, uh, I don't even know. I think I think they're Serbian. Very intimidating guys. They're making fake. They're, they're making burner. Not, not even burner Twitter accounts. They made a Twitter account called two Jokic brothers and they're threatening the Morris twins on it. They can't even figure out how to upload an avatar to their Twitter. Dude, account. I love just, it. I love it. They're so throwing funny. out blind so threats to the Morris twins. And it's so funny. Like the one saving grace of the Morris twins right now is that they have Jimmy Butler on their side and Jimmy Butler, uh, some rough backgrounds there too. 
he could, he could get the job done to um but I still I'm not messing with three Serbian dudes. No. That, you like, lose born the battle every time. I, I I don't know what they're thinking. Like well, it's a bad like, idea. Really or not. Yeah. So I'm excited about this beef. I'm excited to see how it plays out cuz Jokic is he's the, the defending MVP. He's one of the best players in the NBA right now. Uh and if you come at him First off, the rest of the Nuggets roster is going to defend him. Like they're they're not just going to lay down and let and, and let you do that to their star player. But you got two dudes sitting courtside, probably locked and loaded as well. So I'd be careful, Markeith and Marcus. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. And one more thing to talk about is, dude, college basketball is back. It is back, man. It feels good to be back. Um. My Grand Valley State Lakers played Michigan State last week. Oh, did they? Yeah, only lost did by you? only lost by twenty three. Ah, not bad. Yeah, Michigan State yeah. they lost they lost tonight to Kansas. Our but... women's team played Michigan. Yeah, and only lost by twenty three. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's actually you know formidable, right? Decent. Yeah, it was a lot better than we thought it was going to be. But yeah, no, the games that actually matter, um, Division One games. And yes. Wake. <laughs> we we have the Champions Classic tonight. Uh, as we're recording on Tuesday, like Josh, Josh said earlier. Uh, that means we're watching uh, everyone's four least favorite college basketball teams play in one night. Uh, Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky. My goodness, I hate all those schools so much with such a, a, a like fiery passion. So, uh, like the good news is, you know, we're going to see one of those teams lose. Bad news is we're going to see one of them win. But that's how the season always seems to kick off with, with these four teams. Uh, just a little preview of, you know, some teams that are going to make a little bit of noise this year. Kansas is preseason ranked three. I think they're way too overhyped. They're kind of ranking them high because they have a bunch of returning players. Like, that, like that, that's what they did with Baylor and Gonzaga last year and Illinois as well. The problem is none of their returning players are good uh david mccormick is probably their best one and he still stinks they have two 25 year olds on their team and mitch lightfoot and jalen coleman lands and the fact that jalen coleman lands is getting minutes for kansas basketball proves that they are not a good team i mean that dude that dude's played at illinois depaul iowa state and now kansas he's at his fourth school right now and he hasn't been good at any of those schools so Kansas is very overhyped coming into this year. I've always hated Kansas, so this is coming with no bias at all. We're we're an unbiased podcast. We don't yeah. talk bias on this. Uh, team to beat this year, it's obviously Baylor. I mean, it's the defending national champs. They they lost their three best players, and they're somehow going to be better. So watch out for Baylor basketball. Illinois is also a team to beat. They're preseason 11, I believe. Uh, Big Ten's looking deep, like they call it every year, but uh, we'll see how that finishes going to be a fun year in college basketball we'll keep you updated on everything as it moves forward gonzaga they're obviously the number one team i think it's going to be interesting to see how drew timmy and chet holgram holmgram i still can't say his last name how they work off of each other i don't think it's i don't think it's going to go as well as people think at the beginning and i don't think gonzaga is going to win it all this year because it's gonzaga but yeah, team to beat Baylor. Get ready for an exciting college basketball season. It's my favorite sport to watch, so I'm very excited to keep everyone updated as it goes on. Anything you want to add there, Josh? 
No. I'll tune in for March Madness. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you in March. Yeah. All right, that's yeah, sick. I get, I, move... get, I get into it in March, man. Do you want to throw it, throw it to our segments then? Oh, I'd love to throw it to our segments. Wow. Uh, I don't have any questions this week. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no. I'll be nice. Okay. That yeah, I appreciate that. I know, I know about what those questions were going to be regarding. I mean, I guess we could just throw it to uh, player, coach, fan base, tweet, all that stuff. Where do you want to start, Josh? Um, let's start tweet of the week. Okay, tweet of the week. What's your tweet of the week? Can't remember who tweeted it, but it was a tweet that simply stated, "No one has ever sent a text." About the Cincinnati Bengals winning a playoff game. That's true. Text messages were not around the last time that the Bengals won a playoff game. So, that's my two of the week because it's just an insane stat to me that, that that's even a thing. So, I mean, when when was the last time they won a playoff game? Was it, is it the 90s? 90. It might have been 1990. I think, I think or 91. Yikes. That's yeah, man. You're an old person if if you were alive and remember the Bengals winning a playoff game. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> you're old. And I love that it's a playoff game. It's not even. We can't even do championship. That's yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist. It hasn't happened. Sorry, Cincinnati. That just doesn't happen. 1990. That'd be a good year for the the city of Cincinnati, though. Reds won the World Series that year, so. 91 was the city of Pittsburgh. It was what? 91 was a pretty good year for the city of Pittsburgh. What, what happened in 91? We won the first of our back-to-back cups. Who was that against? That one was the North Stars. 92 was the Okay, okay. I, was, I, I knew one of them was the Hawks. So, I was, yeah. I Man, I was so mad when that one happened. I was, yeah. know, I was just a, a barely a that thought in the really back of you. my parents' heads. That one, that one affected me deeply, certainly. Uh, but... My tweet of the week, it comes from Nebraska football, uh, issuing a statement from their AD and their head coach saying that Scott Frost is staying, which is never a good thing. It's just it's not a good thing when you have to tweet out a statement saying Scott Frost has our full support and Scott Frost saying, I appreciate the AD fully supporting me. That means things are not going well for Nebraska football. It means a lot of fans want Scott Frost out on their whole offense of staff though yeah yeah it's not going well in lincoln and uh man bo Pelini, he was finishing nine and three every season not looking so bad now huh no yeah i bet i bet they wish uh, i bet they missed that man deeply right now just a little bit yeah so uh nebraska football is they're kind of kind of texas football like is nebraska back will they ever be back they will never be back yeah, and they, they're doing the same thing. You know, they conference jumped. They went from Big 12 to Big 10. Texas can go from Big 12 to SEC, and they're 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 going to suffer there too. So very similar, very similar schools yeah. right there. No, I definitely. Uh, Josh, where do you want to head next? Oh, let's go with player of the week. Player of the week? Who's your yeah. player of the week? My player of the week is actually Connor McDavid. Um, It was going to be Josh Allen. But Connor McDavid's quote after the game when asked about his unreal goal was just so casually and nonchalantly goes, I mean, 
they pay me to score big goals. So to me, that's just doing my job. And <laughs> just, just that's, such like, a sick, that's such a sick quote right like, there. The fact that he can say that and it's not like coming off in like a cocky way. That's just him truthfully answering a question like, well, I'm literally I showed up and did my job. Like, what what do you what do you mean? I, I was just doing my job. So, yeah, he's my player of the week. Absolutely sick. He's so good. He's so fun to watch. It, it really sucks for the NHL that he plays in Edmonton, not because it's Edmonton, but because he's always on at 10 o'clock at night. So you. You don't see him in Eastern time, which just sucks. So, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm I'm with you on and, that. It's it's like Mike Trout in baseball. It's like nobody yeah. gets to see that guy enough because he plays in the freaking yeah the wrong time zone. It's unfortunate, but dude's filthy and unreal, and has been for a couple of years now. So I love him. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a stallion. Right. Oh, yeah, he's good. Who's your player of the week? Huh? Uh, my player of the week is Tony Corrente. Uh, I'm just going to read you his stat line from this last week. Insane game from Tony Corrente. 12 penalties called, 120 yards, six missed calls, one awful taunting call, 10 points gifted to the Steelers, one hip check. I mean, have a night, Tony. If you're a referee and we now know your name, you did not do your job correctly. So, really, just an impact player in the game on Monday night. <laughs> Solid game, Tony. Happy for you. Happy you got your fat paycheck from DraftKings or whatever betting platform you use. Because we know those calls were not legal. It was, it was, it was robbery. It was wrong. It was wrong. Still, it was cheating. It was cheating. I felt like I legit. I texted you. I was like, I feel like I'm playing the Packers right now. This is how bad yeah. this game is going. That sucks for you, man. Yeah, it sucks. I'll get uh, over it though one day. Joe Kick just got suspended a game. Yeah, you guys, it, it won game, which is about right. We just need to throw that in there. Um, <clears throat> coach of the week, Kellen, give me yours. I mean, I'm just going in on it, but my coach of the week is Roger Goodell. I coach these refs up right, coach them up on how to make a correct taunting call. Uh, so, yeah, way to go, Roger. I, I forgot that I had that one written down. You're an so, idiot. you're an idiot. <laughs> my coach of the week is Matt Nagy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, because, I wasn't that far off. He was probably my second option. No, somewhere. because he missed an opportunity become to become a very beloved coach. You might remember a couple weeks ago, um, Mike Tomlin was my coach of the week because as he ran off the field, he said, I'll write the check tomorrow. I'm speaking my mind. Matt Nagy had a chance to do something iconic. He was set up. Everything was set up for him to do something. Honestly, he should have just taken a check out. And he should have taken a checkbook out there to the press conference and opened it up with, how much should I write this for? Yeah. And then just written something down and then just absolutely ripped the officiating. Missed opportunity, but he's my coach of the week because he missed that opportunity. So learn from it. Learn from your mistakes. He, they say he we learn from mistakes. with the taunting call is what he did. He agreed with it. How do you do yeah. that? Yeah. 
Like, you, just, first off, you're losing points for yourself as a head coach because now you're saying, hey, you could have. I was the one that put us in the position to lose, not the referees. He could have like, just saved his job. He yeah. could have gotten the city of Chicago to buy into him. Yeah. With one simple gesture, and he didn't even do it. So that sucks yeah. for him. Not surprising because you yeah. know he he has making a mistake at every turn, every turn. and uh, he continued to do so. So that was a good coach Thank of the week right there. Yeah, that was a very good one. Thank you. Yeah. Who's your fan base of the week, Colin? Uh, my fan base of the week is NFC North fans because the long reign of terror is soon to be over because Jordan Love might be the starting quarterback for the Green yes. Bay Pack for the foreseeable future. And wow, I, I hope it wasn't. I hope it wasn't first game jitters. And that's a good thing, too, that I didn't mention before. The Packers can make that excuse. Ah, oh, just, you know, first game jitters. Had to yeah. get out of the system. He's playing in a tough environment in Kansas City. His parents, they gave him the, the highest oh, seats the possible in the seats. building. They might have been, might as well have been watching that game from an airplane. So, I mean, NFC North fans, we're, we're entering, like, you know, the, the night is darkest before the dawn. Yeah. We're, you know, the sun's coming up right now. Okay, we're feeling we're feeling real good about ourselves. Down the lane. especially Bears fans, because Justin Fields at least was insane, highest graded quarterback in the NFL last week. I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. saying. Also, just another like storyline that was kind of lost in all the madness of Monday Night Football is like you have this up and coming quarterback who's like kind of hitting his stride versus this veteran quarterback. Who's trying to prove he could still get it done? Man, that's awesome to see, right? Yeah. No, it was great. That's what makes football great. So, woohoo. But yeah, NFC North fans love love some of you, mostly just the Bears ones. Okay. Who's your fan base of the week, Josh? Oh, my fan base of the week, Kellen. Who should I pick? I had a couple on top of my head here. Um, where to go? Where to go? Where to go, Cowboys fans? Yep. Yeah, ah, that's a tough look for you, man. That sucks. I feel zero pain. That's <laughs> zero <sucks>. sympathy. <laughs> that's just a tough look. Tough look for the brand. If you even have a brand at this point, your brand's been destroyed. The um, brand is team. That was brutal. That was the equivalent of you getting your star stomped on. That was really cute for you. So thanks for coming out, Pat. Or <laughs> thanks for coming out, um, Cowboys fans. They should, after Cowboys losses, they should take the star off their helmet, and they should have to play yes. without it in their helmet. I think so, too. And they should take the star off midfield, too. Yes. They should lose if, the stars. If their whole brand is, like, the star, like, that's such a huge part of it, th- why not go all in on it and just be like, star's missing when we lose? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Really? I think that would make it even more like yes. uh impactful. Look, Jerry, it's your move, Jerry. You don't even have to credit us, just do it. Yeah. You're welcome for that free marketing right there. Just give it out for free. Uh what do we got anything else? Oh, kicker of the week and then it's a, then it's the show. Yeah. The, our favorite segment, of course. The best segment. Josh, who's your kicker of the week? Mine's never none other than uh Chris Boswell, the wizard of Boz does it again, baby. Tough start. Wizard of Boz. That is actually tough such a Absolute tough start for him. He had to shake off. He, he had a little CTE flare up while kicking an extra point. Missed the extra point. <laughs> a little um, flare up. 
<laughs> he shook off the CT and was able to make a few monster kicks to help the Steelers win. So, Chris, Chris Boswell, Wizard of Boz, baby. Thank you so much. Way to go. There's not a chance that he was not still concussed after last week. He definitely played with a concussion. But you know what? It's fine. We won the game. That's all that matters. We, yeah. We'll settle the lawsuit later. Yeah, uh, for sure. And um, I, I, I texted you this, you know, during the game. I th- really thought you should just miss that second-to-last field goal, just out of respect for the game <laughs> and the, the badness of the call that happened. And, you know, it would have been excusable because it was like a 52-yarder still. So it's like if you miss it, it's like, yeah. You know, oh, it's and he had a fumble recovery. Yards. He also had a fumble recovery. He did have a fumble recovery, forgot, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Also, I completely thank, forgot to say that I hate Ray Ray McLeod and I hope he gets yeah, caught by the Steelers. I was going to say, um, like, thank goodness our special teams plays canceled out on that one because <laughs> that was going to drive one of us crazy for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Jakeem, Jakeem Grant and Ray-Ray McLeod are dead to the boat. I bus. hope I, uh, yeah. And what killed me is they passed the ball to Ray-Ray McLeod like six times on that last drive. It was, of course, Ray-Ray McLeod the entire time after I was ready to kick his teeth in. But Dude, anyway. Why are the Bears playing a prevent defense against a quarterback who does not have the arm strength to throw it down the field? I <laughs> did not. What are you doing? And he's in a field goal. We don't have Chase Claypool. Or Juju Smith-Schuster in that game either at that point. I was going insane. I'm like, get up on them. My goodness. I could coach a better defense than this in the last two minutes. Man, everything's just coming back to this game. Driving me insane. Uh, But my kick of the week is Mason Crossbar. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. If you thought the Packers had any chance of beating the Chiefs, which they did, uh, Mason Crosby blew those chances, or missing Crosby, if you know you want to call him that. Oh. It's another podcast brand, though. We can't say that, but we said anyways. But uh, Mason Crosby, another dud of a game. Only plays well when Aaron Rodgers is around. So Packers are probably excited to get uh, good old Rodgers back from prison. I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah. So is that it? Is that That's the it. show? That's, That's, That's the, the show. show. Thanks for joining us. Um, Kept it tight. Yeah, it sucks if you're not a if you're a Bears fan this week. I mean, tough. Tough. We got, do have the greatest quarterback of all time, at least that is good to know. So we'll be back next week with another brand new episode of Totally Unbiased Sports. But in the meantime, stay unbiased, and we'll see y'all next week. Yep. See you next time. Bye. After day, I'm more confused. Yet I look for the light through the pouring rain. You know that's a game that I hate to lose. And I'm feeling the strain. Ain't it a shame? Boys and free my soul I wanna get lost in your rock and roll